Hey, welcome back to the show. I am so glad you are here today because you're in for a treat. You get to listen in on a conversation with my good sis, Janata. But first, let me introduce you to her. Janata is a business coach turned brand designer who boldly embraces her life's purpose to worship God through design. Through her purpose, she empowers other women to embrace God's plan for their lives as well. Over the years, she has learned and is still learning that the only way to attain real success is to trust God's plan and to walk in obedience. Janata is a mom, ordained prophet, published author, and the owner of an award-winning creative agency. It is Janata's desire for all who encounter her to know that the fruitfulness of her life and business journey are all credited to God's faithfulness and his mercy. So here we go. Let's jump into the conversation I had with Janata. Hey friend, welcome to the Called and Confident podcast where you will find strategies and solutions to discover your calling, get unstuck, and move in the direction that God is leading you. I'm Shayla and for many years I struggled doing all of the things, but still wondered what was my true purpose. I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it just didn't feel like it was all coming together or making the impact that I had expected. I just felt like there was still so much more. Have you been feeling stuck in life and wondering if God has forgotten about you? If so, I can totally relate. My mission is to help you take action on your God-given assignment so you can confidently live healthy, healed, and whole. If you're ready to say yes to your calling and start moving forward, then you're in the right place. Girl, it's time for a little sister chat. You grab the popcorn, I'll grab the peanut M&Ms, and meet me on the couch. Let's get started. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. I am so excited that you are here today because I have a very, very special guest, one of my dear friends, one of my besties, my sister, Janata Harmon. Janata, welcome to the Called and Confident podcast. Thank you, sis. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you. Janata has been a dear friend for years now. I love her so much. She is a true example of a servant's heart. She serves with such a pure heart. She loves people with such a pure heart. And she is always, always there for you anytime you need her. And she is just a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. So I absolutely had to bring her onto the show because you need to hear from her. Janata is also one of the women that helps me to go forth and really launch this called and confident movement. She was one of our very first speakers, and she had a beautiful message that she helped to just shoot out there about what it means to be called and confident. So I am excited that you get to hear from her today. So Janata, will you just introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure thing. So first, I want to thank you for having me, sis. This is such an amazing opportunity and honor. I'm so thankful to be a part of your ministry and what God is doing through you. So this is my second time being on a podcast. Praise God. I love this, this type of platform. So a little about me, I'm blessed to be first and foremost, God's daughter, love Jesus all day, every day. And I'm also a girl mom, have a cute little girl who I call my glam girl. Yes. I'm an ordained (laughs) prophet serving under my spiritual mother, who's also your spiritual mom. Yes. Apostle Trilby Ball, love her. Love her. Yes. And so thankful for her covering us. I know she's somewhere praying for us right now. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) And I'm also the owner of a creative agency. And so I partner with women-owned businesses and we actually make their dreams 
become a reality. And lastly, when I am free, when I don't have a whole lot of things going on and God gives me that little grace to just relax and sit back on my sectional, you can find me watching a good old Christian-based rom-com. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. So Janata, today we're just going to chat a little bit like we always do, but we're just going to invite the ladies into our conversations today. Some of our best conversations happen when it's just us relaxing on the couch, relaxing Mm -hmm. on Zoom, wherever. And we love to just share and encourage and impart to each other. So I'm excited that the people get to hear from you today. And here in the Called and Competent community, we help women to discover their calling get unstuck, and then confidently walk out what God has called them to do. And so my first question for you today is just, have you ever felt stuck in life? And if so, what did you do about it? Definitely. So uh, it's it's been that way for me at different times in my life, but especially right after I had Gigi, who mm-hmm. your listeners won't know her, but my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right after I had my daughter in 2018, it was a battle really between my flesh and my spirit. We read Mm -hmm. that in the Bible, how Apostle Paul talks about that. But I was literally going through that. And I believe we deal with that in some form, you know, throughout our everyday life. But particularly, I was very depressed in that season of my life. I felt ashamed because... I had gotten married really quickly, you know, dated this guy for a really short period of time, got married to him, uh, separated even quicker, you know, (laughs) than we had been together. And then um, in the midst of us getting married, let me go back, gotten pregnant, and then we separated, then had a baby and Mm -hmm. was soon to be divorced. Mm -hmm. So I'm in this space where I'm working, you know, I go back to work after I have my daughter and I'm working in eight to five and I clearly do not have a plan. I'm, you know, wondering how am I going to make all of this work? I'm mentally struggling because of what I've just encountered, what I've just endured. And then my daughter, I have a whole little person depending on me and I'm trying to figure out how do I make all of this work? So I'm in this place where I feel really stuck or so I thought I was stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really knee deep in worry, confusion, anxiety. I was bowed down, you know, stressed out, just could have pulled all my hair out, even though it probably was falling out at some point. Um, I had to really buckle down. I had to really do spiritual warfare, sis. I had to bind mm-hmm. up, cast out that spirit of doubt, this, the worry, the anxiety, the frustration, um, because this was a pinnacle point in my life where, you know, I'm responsible now for another person's life. I'm a mom. Yeah. I still am an employee of, you know, first and foremost, still a daughter of God. And I say, I love him, but I'm holding on to all of these things instead of turning it over to him. Are you ready to discover your calling in 30 days or less so you can confidently take action on your God-given assignment? If so, I have a brand new training just for you. In 30 minutes, you will learn how to find tools to assess your unique gifts, locate scriptures to support your calling work, seek out mentors and training resources to be better equipped, take action to launch into your calling. It's time to stop wondering, how do I know my calling? And finally learn the steps to take action on your God-given assignment. To get access to the workshop, go to shaylahilton.com backslash free workshop or check the show notes below for the link. Mm -hmm. So 
Oh God. So Shay, there's a scripture that I love and I really didn't learn to apply or really practice or exercise this until things became too difficult, which was that season of me feeling stuck. I couldn't handle anything on my own anymore. And I'm used to being this really independent woman, yeah. figuring yeah. stuff out. I'm I'm able to, I'm like, you know, the Olivia Pope in my family, yes. or in my friend circle, <laughs> I know how to figure it out, right. but I can't figure out how to get out of this space. And so um, that scripture that I referenced is 1 Peter 5, 7, where it says to cast all your cares on God because he cares for you. Cast all your cares and worries, one translation says for he cares for you. And so I had to intentionally do that daily. And I'm still doing it now because different seasons, as we know, require different strategies. And so that's what I love about your podcast. You're you're showing women the strategies on how to get to that next level, how to get out of that stuck place and then go to that next dimension with God. And so for me, that was the antidote for me to get out of that stuck place. The antidote was for me to cast all my cares on God and not do it as a last resort. Because what got me in that place of feeling stuck was me focusing on my future. Mm, I, you know, I, as a prophet, um, there, there are some people, period. Let's not even go to the prophet piece. Some people, period, are present, presently focused. Yeah. And you have other people like myself who are future focused. You know, yeah. we're always thinking about what's next. What's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what's up, you know, let me cross this out the checklist because I'm ready to right. get to the next. Right. And so, um, and then there comes the profit um, aspect wherein I see into the future. Yeah. But I also see things that are quick to come. And so, um, God had to really, you know, really deal with me about that and show me that you can't go into the future yet without me. Right. I'm already there. I know what lies ahead. I know what I have for you. I know what I plan for you. And so bring all of that to me. Don't go into it thinking about what's next. Don't go into it trying to figure your future and your plans out first. Don't use it as a last resort. Cast your cares on me before you even start to plan. Start to feel out the next level or the next situation that you're called to. And so, um, yeah, that's what I had to do. And that looked like me being in his presence, something that, Um, our spiritual mom really, really delves deep into is how we as people of God have to have a certain level of intimacy with the father. And so I had to go deeper in seeking out his face. I had to go deeper into being in his presence and uh, praying and fasting and allowing his plans to become priority for me. And so that caused that feeling stuck to dissipate and for his plans for me to start to unfold. And then the clarity came and girl, I was able to dream again. Yeah, that's so good. That's so, so good. And thank you for being so transparent and so honest, which is a huge part of your ministry and call anyway. You're always very open and honest about what you've done, what you've experienced, what you've had to walk through. And it's so freeing for other people. I know women hear you talk and share and they're just freed immediately because of your transparency and your honesty. And so in the midst of everything you just shared and what you were dealing with, how did you begin to discover what God was calling you to do? So it has been a journey, mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole journey. So I set out to um, learn of God back in my college days. So I was a young girl, you know, when I first got saved. And um, even before that, growing up as a little girl, I knew that I was different. 
Mm-hmm. I always had a love for doing a lot of different things. You know, I had my hands in a lot of entrepreneurial things. Like mm-hmm. I was doing hair at the age of 10 and by 12, I was doing pedicures and manicures and in high school, I was doing all that. Plus selling cakes by the slice. Girl, <laughs> dinner. girl I was, I was doing it all. Yes. And, and amazingly enough, like those dinners and cake sales that I was doing, I had like mm-hmm. teachers supporting me, not just this. So, <laughs> love it. So they were pouring into my business before it was a legal LLC, but yes, um, I was doing all those things and I was like, but there's still something missing. You know, I feel like I could be doing something more. And so that turns into me, you know, I'll go back to once I got saved at age 16, here I am, this young girl, you know, grew up going to church, Baptist, you know, was my family's. Uh, denomination. And so we go to church every Sunday, but I would sit in there, listen to the preacher and would understand none of what he was talking about because it wasn't uh, Holy Spirit breathed. It was yeah. just him telling his testimony, you know, him talking about him coming out. And I appreciated that, but it was, it was, it was a mixture as apostle yeah. says, it was a mixture with the culture plus his, his testimony and not really Bible breeze. So I went on this quest to find out who is God. So I started reading the Bible and I tell this a lot of different uh, people when I talk about the King James version, that's what I started with. Didn't understand the thou's, the these, the thus, and all. I didn't, I didn't understand all that, but now it's, it's my favorite version. And so mm-hmm. Uh, where I started, you know, that, that was, that was the foundation seeking who God was um, developing a love for prayer. I always have loved to help people. And so prayer was very, very effective, you know, in a lot of things that I did, I saw, you know, people healed and people saved and people delivered yeah. um, in agreeing with other people when I was young. And then that turned into me really becoming more aware of who God was, you know, he loved people. He wanted to heal people. He wanted to save people. And so I go to college and, um, not long after that, that's when you and I met, but, um, I go to college and I start unbeknownst to me. I didn't know this was a part of my walk as first and foremost, my true identity coming alive. And then, you know, as a prophet, but I start making these huge sacrifices. Like Mm. I didn't want to go to the club. I went to the club one time when I was in Mm -hmm. college. Mm -hmm. I felt so out of place. Yeah. Um, and I was in there and I see these girls, you know, how we, you know, used to dress in the body cons mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. you, you know what, and stuff. And so yeah. I'm doing all of that and I'm in there looking like, I want to pray for that girl. You know, I want to pray. For, <laughs> I want to pray for him to stop smoking. All you right. Know, you that girl in the club yeah so so i'm doing these things and like i said i don't i don't understand that this is a journey at that point that god is taking me on but these are seeds that god is planting and so i go through that that college phase and you know then i join the ministry that we both the mega ministry we Mm -hmm. both part of Mm -hmm. and um god takes me through things there you saw me go through a lot of things and uh, character development is happening and even even in the midst of that I still love prayer I still love to pray for people I feel this call to just you know pray for people's healing during that season of my yeah. life a lot and um it, ironically my family's going through things so I have to be there standing in the gap for them and so I say all that to say I discovered my calling by allowing God to walk me through these phases in my life I discovered it by being in his presence and allowing him to show me things 
that now I look back and I'm like, wow, that's what God was doing. But at that time he was demonstrating Jesus, you know, the walk of Jesus, the life of Jesus through me encountering his presence, through me being in different places with different people. And like I said, those sacrifices, not socializing with friends, like a normal college kid does Yeah, Um, breaking off a 10 year relationship with this guy was engaged to, Mm -hmm. you know, and saying, I'm not going to fornicate with him anymore. You know, sex ain't all that great. I'd rather be with God. And I start to weep Mm -hmm. a lot, you know, weeping for my, my sanctity, weeping for people, weeping for the body of Christ. And back then I didn't understand it all. It felt so overwhelming. Yes. But now I know that that was a part of me discovering what God called me to do. And so as his daughter, I know I'm called to uh, serve him and minister to him first and foremost, but I'm called to be uh, a prayer warrior, not just a prayer warrior, but an intercessor. I'm called to be a prophetic intercessor. You know, we talked about that future piece. So yeah. I see a lot out there and I want to um, help people understand that this journey of discovering uh, your calling. I know I'm called to be a prophetic entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I know I'm called to be a mother, you know, which mm-hmm. right now that's my main ministry. Yeah. Making sure that I raise Gigi in the fear and the admonition of the Lord and that I'm leading and guiding her into all of God's truth. And so, um, and I could go, you know, deeper into things that are part of my calling, but my main purpose is to serve God's people first and foremost, to please him yeah, and to serve his people here in the earth. That's blank point blank, simple. I love it. So yeah. good. So good. And when you talk about the journey that God takes us on and how you just have to be, you know, submitted to him during the journey and you're sacrificing and you're in his will and the journey to the listener, to the woman who's saying, I want to be in God's will, but I have no idea if I'm even in his will. What would you say to her? How do you know? Yeah. So Shay, I would tell her that when you're in the will of God, when you are in his perfect will, there is such a divine flow. And you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Divine inspiration hits you. And uh, I feel the Holy Spirit right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're in that space in time and it's not the uh, the the chronos time that we live in, but it's that Kairos timing of God where everything is aligning perfectly. And you know, you're doing what you were supposed to do or what God created you to do. You are in his will when there's uh, not a portion of you thinking that I kind of got it right, or I might be hitting this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. There's no, no guessing. There's no um, divided thinking. You're not on one side of the fence today and then tomorrow you're like I don't know if this is what God called me to do you know yeah you're not questioning yourself you're not questioning God you know this is exactly what he's called you to do and so there's that um that feeling of God being satisfied with you not just satisfied but him being pleased yeah and it's not about performance it's not about you being perfect at all right Because he doesn't require that, especially the earthly idea of perfection and know that that's not what God requires. And that's definitely not what I'm talking about. It's that sigh of relief where Mm. you can breathe out and you're like, okay, this is me following the Holy Spirit's direction. That's good. I'm not choosing my way. I'm not going the way of what the world says. I'm really following God on this one. And um, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be exactly where God designed you to be. He knows what he has for you. He says the plans and thoughts he thinks towards us are not evil, but they're good. And so you'll have that, that good divine flow in knowing that you're there. 
That's so good. That's so beautiful. I could just feel the peace of God as you were explaining that. Yes, that's so good. So oftentimes we are very resistant (laughs) to our waiting Mm -hmm. seasons, our wilderness seasons, that stuck feeling, that stuck place. We can be like, God, I don't like this. I don't want to be here. I don't want any parts of this. God Mm -hmm. has forgotten about me. God, what is going on? You know, we can go through all the feelings and all the things, but I believe that the waiting season can still be a place of great learning. We can come out of that with a lot of knowledge and revelation about who God is. So what's one thing that you learned about God in your waiting season? So in one sentence, I learned about God's character as my father. And that that entailed me seeing him beyond the friend. You know, we talk about how God is God, the father, God, the friend, God, the judge. So he had been my friend. My friend saved me. Mm -hmm. You know, he he brought me out of darkness into light. I'd partnered with the judge. Like I said, I love to pray. And before I knew I was a prophetic intercessor and was elevated to that in the spirit realm, um, I just love to partner with God to see things happen in other people's lives. And so when that grew, you know, I learned of him as judge, but in me letting it all down, as we like to say, let your hair down. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that uh, comfortable yet. And this had a lot to do with my earthly father. Mm-hmm. You know, he had been there for me, but I rejected him. You know, we hear mm-hmm. in the black community, especially a lot about how black men aren't good fathers or they're absent fathers, blah, blah, blah. My father was a present father, but because of what uh, generational curses for one, yeah. and then the relationship between him and my mom back when I was young, I fed off of her feelings and resentment yeah. for him. And so I wasn't letting, if I hadn't let my earthly father in, I definitely wasn't letting God in, you know, right. mm-hmm. I've seen this God. I don't, you know, I love him enough to let him do things for me and other people, but not to be that close to my heart yet. So I hadn't let the guard down. I hadn't let the apprehensions, the fear, the anxiety, the, whatever, all of those things go yet. And so my waiting season, I had to say yes to God without a clause. Mm-hmm. I had to allow him to really, you know, show me that beyond the charismatic airs that we put on, or we're so holy and, you know, all these things, I had to really allow him to break me down to build me back up. And so, I, like I mentioned earlier, I was this independent girl, young woman, you know, making things happen for myself. And then this season comes where I can't make things happen for myself. Yeah. I find out I'm not the strong tower and that's not my place anyway, because right. Jesus is the strong tower, you know? And so I had a lot of pride. I had a lot of pride, self-righteousness, um, anger built up deep down that God needed me to repent of, renounce, and to be free from, to receive his truth. And so again, in my waiting season, I learned about his character as my father. And that looked like him being my sole protector, my sole provider, my defender. Yeah. Girl, that's the scripture. And this is something that I recently um, was studying in regards to God allowing us to have stable emotions. Um, in Isaiah 54, you know, where we quote a lot of times that by his stripes we're healed. There's a scripture in there. I can't think of the exact verse right now where Jesus comes uh, and he's talking about or it's, it's describing Jesus and talking about how he never defend, he never opened his mouth to defend himself. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's because his father, Abba 
was there to defend him. That's good. When he went mm-hmm. to the cross, when he suffered, when he endured the lashes, when he endured the persecution and the brutality and the crucifixion, he didn't ever murmur or complain. Did not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, who am I? Who are we? And yeah. I waited just to sit back and be like, well, no, you can't touch this. You can't. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's like, I'm here to defend you. I'm not trying to take anything away from you that is going to help you. If I'm taking it away, it's it's there, there to harm you. So yeah. I want to get it away from you. I want to get it out of you and release to you my freedom. I want to release to you my peace, my bomb you know, of healing. And so, yeah, that, that season was, that's, that was the key for me learning his character as father. That's so good. And I think that that's something that God wants us all to grow in because, you know, we're in relationship with him. He wants us all to know his character, who he is. That's so good. That's so, so good. So as we, before we wrap up, I always like to close with this one statement that I would like for you to fill in the blank. If a woman is going to confidently walk in her calling, she must blank. So if a woman is going to confidently walk in her calling, she must number one, yield to the father. Mm -hmm. That means she must submit and she must repent. Yes. Okay. That's so, so important. And I could go deep into that, but I'm gonna leave it right there and just let it marinate. Yeah. (laughs) The second thing that she has to do in order to confidently walk in her calling is that she must find herself in him. That's good. Mm -hmm. Meaning that she has to increase that intimacy level with God, the father, as Mm -hmm. I just spoke about, Mm -hmm. and God, the friend, and really learn of him so that she's able to see herself for who he truly made her to be. Yeah. And so prayer, fasting, studying in the scriptures, all of those things are in there, but really finding yourself in him. And then lastly, I want to tell you to just be, That's good. Simply just be, be authentically who God made you to be operate from that place that God designed for you, not for Shay, not mm-hmm. for me, not mm-hmm. for your mom, your cousin, your sister, but for you and just be his daughter, be his daughter, nothing less, nothing more. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think that's the perfect place to just close it out and wrap it up. Janata, how can the people get in contact with you? Because I know they're going to want to do that. (laughs) So, so right now they can do uh, one of two things. They can either send me an email. Um, I'm taking a sabbatical from my business Mm -hmm. right now, but ministry is still in the works. So send me an email to Janata T harman at gmail.com and that's spelled j-o-n-a-t-t-a-t-h-a-r-m-o-n at gmail.com send me your prayer request if this episode has touched you in any way or you just have a question or you want someone to agree with you for where you are in your season uh, or your journey with God, send me an email. I love to agree with you in prayer and love to hear from you. And then also this won't be, um, just a means of connecting with me, but you'll be able to see a little bit more about me and my journey with God on Facebook. Find me simply by typing in my name, Janata Harmon, and that's J-O-N-A-T-T-A, last name Harmon, H-A-R-M-O-N. And if I may say, I just love to share with your listeners that for a limited time, I do have a special offer of uh, my book. I wrote a book in 2020 and it was released in 2021. 
and it's called Advance, a 40-day prophetic journey. So we'd love for you to find that on Amazon. And there's also a quick link that um, I'm sure Prophet Shea will have somewhere somewhere, um, for you all to view. So yeah, love to connect with you ladies. Perfect. Thank you so much, sis. I'll have all of Janata's information in the show notes notes as well. If you guys just want to click the link. So definitely go to the show notes. Everything she mentioned will be there. Sis, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing with the Called and Confident community on today. I know they are going to be so blessed by everything that you shared. I love you. I appreciate you. I want to thank you publicly for all you do for me, for your prayers, for your love, for your support. I truly, truly appreciate you more than I could ever put into words. Likewise, sis. Thank you so much. This is such a blessing and an amazing community that you have built. Thank you. And I'll check you guys again. We'll talk soon in the next episode. All right, sis, I know you have to get back to your day, but I hope this was helpful and I pray it blessed you tremendously. Before you go, can you leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share this with another sister who is ready to confidently walk in her calling? Oh, and don't forget to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you and I want you to know that I'm praying for you. Just remember, God's got it and God's got you. Talk to you soon.